Welcome to Through the Pages, your bookish podcast where we read classics and ramble about them in an attempt to make them more approachable. We'll chat about our thoughts, feelings, struggles and successes as we read our way through piles of books that people say you should have read. And also the classics that many people don't tell you about. In every episode we tackle a new book and we invite you to listen and read along. We've made it! Yay! <laughs> Intro text done! Feels like I haven't said these words in an eternity. Yeah, in a very long time. But it's good to be back. Yes, so guys uh, out there, we're back, believe it or not, after a five-month hiatus, I, I think say. so. I feel like from recording, it's definitely five months, and then mm-hmm. maybe uploading a bit less, but bit less. we're pretty much there. But definitely enough time to not be <laughs> in the podcasty mood anymore. And yeah. I think this feels very much like a first again. Um, but we're back with more episodes and more books. And we're super happy about it. And we hope you are too. Yeah. And I think we will go into a bit what we've been doing in these past five months. But I think the biggest change is that we're actually sitting opposite each other. Not on a screen, not online, but like in person on the same mic. And it feels great. (laughs) And it feels amazing. (laughs) No, but honestly, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. Because we are now in the same country, in the same room. Yes. On the same microphone, can you believe it? Um, And I think that's one of the biggest changes, actually, that's happened. Because the first two seasons of this podcast were done remotely via... FaceTiming and mm-hmm. Skyping and screen recording and now we're actually here in the flesh. Yeah, and which is also one of the biggest reasons why we haven't been recording mm-hmm. in a long time because as you can imagine, changing countries is very exhausting, time-consuming, demanding, demanding and nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing you want to Stress-inducing. Is talk. <laughs> and like re- like um, edit the foot, not the footage, the audio tracks. And yeah. yeah, so we just thought in all of the live projects that we could put on hold, I think the mm-hmm. podcast was the first one and kind of the easiest choice of them all. Yes. So we decided to take a little break and then come back stronger than ever. <laughs> stronger than ever, louder than ever, <laughs> yes. with more opinions than ever. Oh. But yeah, so yeah, that's what happened on my side of things, at least. Yeah, true, because we haven't even <laughs> specified when, like, a, where we are and who changed country. So I changed country. Um, I came back to Switzerland, yes. um, where Mandy is as well and has been this whole time. Um, and if you maybe remember, I lived in London before for a good four years and now have come back um, to the, the home country. <laughs> Um, yeah, to be back with family and friends. Um, and, and me. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> you, you fall both under family That's and true. friends. You're like that cut middle thingy in the two circles. Um, yeah, out of multiple reasons. Corona and Brexit definitely yeah. in the mix there. Um, and yeah, I have now started living here again in good old Zurich. Yes. Uh, which is a first for me as well because I didn't live in Zurich before. But now, um, yeah, live here, work here, 
and it feels great yeah to be back and we, now we don't live like a plane ride apart anymore but like a three minute walk which, which is, is great we did not plan it no wasn't done on purpose it just was meant to be it was meant to and be and it's great I like that we can't like ride a middle, like golden middle road. Yeah. It's either like we're 2,000 kilometers apart or we live basically in the same building. Yes. But um, this. Love it. This solution definitely a lot better. Um, yeah, which has changed the whole like dynamics of the mm-hmm. podcast as well because now we get to record in my office. Yeah. Which uh, is where very we have nice. a cute little setup. And yeah, what's happened? What's been happening on your end of things? Um, I have changed jobs. I started a new job in at the beginning of the year, right on the 1st of January, which was also, I was quite busy with the whole job search malarkey during the past um, months. So that was also something that obviously takes a lot of time, makes you be more on the computer, just makes you want to do less stuff when you're done with it. And, um, and then obviously also the whole job change is still always something that is nice to put energy in, but is also something that takes a lot of energy out of you. So again, the whole, like, for me at least, like, reading really took a backseat in these couple Mm. of months. I have started about, like, I think seven books and haven't finished any of them because I just didn't have the concentration to, like, keep reading. I just got, like, bored very quickly and wanted to do something a lot more passive, Mm -hmm. like scroll on a phone, which isn't great, but I mean that's just what it is but that's why now I'm even more excited to Mm -hmm. talk about it again because it was the first like piece of like written stuff that I have actually finished that I've thoroughly enjoyed of what we're going to be talking about today and has kick-started me again in the whole like reading Mm -hmm. and then talking about it because I think also since we have been like spending a lot of time together Mm -hmm. which we obviously weren't able to do while we were living in different countries and the podcast was kind of like our weekly connection date where we talked about anything and everything and then recorded the podcast and now we can just be like hi I'm coming over <laughs> like I think oh wait it's me with a coffee in front of your doorstep literally that so I think like the necessity to talk about like certain things isn't there as much as before because we mm-hmm. don't have that much to catch up on because we live together yeah we essentially, <laughs> essentially do. yeah so um yeah I think that also like didn't because I remember before I had like the urge to mm-hmm. talk like to you about the books and this and that and now like this urge is constantly fulfilled so it like kind of slipped into the back of my mind as well yeah I think it was that weekly catch-up and then also doing something productive mm-hmm. while like after our catch-up even though it it wasn't super sustainable because we no. usually would call each other chat for like two hours about our lives and then on top of that record like a one hour podcast which means like once a week I just lost my voice completely <laughs> literally yeah was like drained in a good way yes but still drained um yeah so that's taken a bit of a break mm-hmm. and it's just yeah because it our conversations and our like communication in a way has changed as well but I think it's good because now we can really focus just on the books yeah in a way, after we've stopped rambling about our personal <laughs> lives for half an hour. But still, like, it's just, it's changed a bit. And to be honest, it was the same for me with reading over, like, this period. Just because I think every time when big shifts happen in mm-hmm. life um, and lots of other stuff is, like, 
going on and taking up like your headspace it just other stuff moves in the background automatically because you just don't have the energy to think about like many different things and when I think back like that's been the case in a lot of times when there's been like a change in my life where I actually don't read regularly anymore at least which is really bad because I think we talked about this Mm -hmm. as well where like for me and I think for you too reading is very much like self-care and me time Mm -hmm. which like I know that I just always feel better if I have read or I I just even if it's just like a couple like I don't know half an hour per day where I'm like oh I sat down with a book and I forgot about my life and thoughts and just like fully like dove into the story it just makes a huge difference but then still always takes a bit of a setback when other stuff happens because I don't prioritize it Mm -hmm. and now in the last month it has come back again um which I'm super happy about because like it is like part of our identity in the end it really is and then if it it's like you lose part of yourself Mm -hmm. when other stuff comes becomes too intense and like yeah I don't feel like fully myself if I don't read and then I always when I get back into it I think like why did I let it slip for that long Mm -hmm. but then again I like I completely get it I think I also mentioned that yesterday that um yesterday was like a beautiful sunny day and we were out like on a walk for basically almost the whole day and then when I came back I really like wanted to read and like sit in like a sunny spot on the sofa and just read and I hadn't had that feeling of like oh nice I'm like looking Mm -hmm. forward to doing this activity now in a very long time which had mostly to do with that I didn't really leave the house because we had like three months of crappy weather Mm -hmm. really cold weather wasn't like I mean the whole like obviously pandemic lockdown situation you can't go anywhere you don't really want to go anywhere and then it's even cold outside so it's not as if you can like go for a nice little walk if it's like minus 10 like no thanks (laughs) I go out around the block to like not stay inside for too Mm -hmm. long but then I don't have that feeling of like oh nice now I can like relax on the sofa after a long day outside or like read in the sun which is something I always like connect to kind of holiday relaxing feelings Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think that was something last year with like the whole like reading on the balcony that was so nice and in these past months I just didn't really have that because it was winter and cold and crap and like Mm -hmm. the least Christmassy Christmas ever yeah and it was just yeah like very a bit lame so I didn't really have that like need to read because I was constantly already in my reading space Mm -hmm. and it wasn't nice to like oh nice coming back to my reading space it was like geez I'm already here and like still here yeah so that was a nice little mind shift yesterday yeah that's really that's nice and very true I also feel like I don't know my attention span really suffered during lockdown Mm -hmm. like immensely because I know I feel like I'm I'm in my flat all day and then I like wander around like a little bit aimlessly Mm -hmm. and I do a little bit of everything but not like finishing one task but like working a bit on that and then changing and doing something else and then same like my attention span just like is limited to very brief like I don't know moments in Mm -hmm. a way which is definitely not helpful for reading no but yeah because I feel like also thinking back to last year when we because we started the podcast pretty much like 
like I think the planning a year ago yeah. and then we yeah when we st- I think we started in April and mm-hmm. then like in February we were already like yeah planning thinking and doing thinking about the, the, thinking how to like how to over, do it. over challenge ourselves for two episodes a week <laughs> we're gonna that's another thing we're gonna talk about like yeah. the whole schedule of this thing um, and how we set ourselves up for failure yeah. time and time again <laughs> for the last twenty five six years <laughs> um, but yeah I remember last year like. Because that was already locked down. Mm-hmm. But while we definitely took on too much work or put too much work on ourselves, it really helped. Like the regular reading really helped me with my other reading as well. Mm-hmm. Because like once you're in the zone and you read, it just like really helps yep. as well. Whereas, like I mean, we've talked about this so many times, like the reading rut or like you don't really know where to start or you, yeah, you don't have the attention span or nothing really speaks to you. But like once you just do it and get back onto it it just changes Mm -hmm. everything yeah yeah because I think last year was one of my like best reading years in terms of quantity Mm -hmm. um in a very like in in a long time Mm -hmm. because we had this like weekly reading that we were doing anyway and that I kind of had this like deadline for like not I mean a super hard deadline because if we had to shift the recording for one day it wasn't the end of the world yeah. but um but it was still something that I knew I had to finish to like keep the project moving and then since I was already in the reading mood I like pulled in a lot of other books as well so that was great and I would like to get back into that because ultimately I just do freaking enjoy reading yeah that's I think we can, we can leave this intro at this because yes. that's the the essence Oh no, but also coming back to the schedule. True, true. But where we yeah. said that we originally <laughs> started with two episodes per week, which was definitely overambitious. I mean, that's just like I don't even know how mental. we did that. Like, I, I also know. because we did like do it for a long time, so yeah. I don't know how. Like the f- whole first season, I have no idea. Also yeah. because it was the same scenarios. Now we were home in home office. Mm-hmm in lockdown but then where did we get the time to edit all of that stuff it was a lot yeah it was a, it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot yeah but anyway and then we went to once per week and now we've just realized that with full-time jobs and life and also the fact that you now have oh yeah true which true. you also have to mention <laughs> my little cat yes and she's a blessing <laughs> and a curse at the same time <laughs> but she's the cutest little shit and oh. yeah so that, that also is takes quite a lot of yeah. um, attention away from other things in like good ways and bad ways. She's a massive distraction mm-hmm. to me. Like even when we watch films or I try to read and then she starts doing something cute, I will immediately stop doing what I'm doing and mm-hmm. like watch her do mm-hmm. the cute thing. Yeah. Yeah. And by the cute thing, I mean like sitting. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be anything It's like great. she's a very, like she's a people yeah. pleaser. With very little, she can just, she like, is. her sheer presence is just, like, yeah. the freaking best. But, yeah, so, like, lots of other stuff also happening. So, we've just decided that let's make it a bit easier on ourselves and just do, like, two episodes per month. Yes. Um, and two books per month, which is still... Still a lot. Still like, a lot. Like, wh- I mean, we've always done this. I yeah. think we're very similar, like, personality-wise, where we just feel like we need to start something and it needs to be overly ambitious, mm-hmm. which in some ways can be good because we challenge ourselves but then we're we're the same people are like oh my god i need to like read and discuss this book and i don't even know how i'm gonna like manage it with other stuff oh wait i'm my own boss in this no one is like holding a gun to our head saying that we need to do this we chose it and we dictate our own time and our own energy when it comes to this so 
that's what we're doing now because we're adults and good at <laughs> managing our time, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can ex- ex- expect um, two episodes yes. per month, which I'm extremely looking forward to. Me too. Reading with you again and chatting and doing all the podcasty stuff. Yes. Um, and I think that's a good segue to our actual story that we're discussing today. Yes, which is... The Yellow Wallpaper by... I have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I saw it in your face. I was like, let me just kind of wait until you say the name. And no, no idea. Charlotte I... Perkins Gilman. Yes, right. Who... I actually need to check the publication date. Oh, yeah. Because I have forgotten. I have actually, like, in terms of, um, of like the um, like era research like done none mm-hmm. and i actually might have already also not even like read who it was by i just jumped right into yep. it and um did a bit of research afterwards so exact publication date was 1892 so it's like okay. a late victorian yeah. text i would say charlotte perkins gilman is an american author um feminist women's rights activist as well um, who has written, yeah, highly like feminist titles mm-hmm. and also criticizing the status and situation of women um, of her time. Um, and the yellow wallpaper is a short story by her, yes. which we thought would be great because we wanted this to be like an easy start in the podcast mm-hmm. as well for for us <laughs> yes. and like a bit of a an easy uh, like start yeah Mm -hmm. to to start reading again for the podcast and it's a very short short story i think it's about 23 pages long Mm -hmm. or so but so much happens so jam-packed really jam-packed with like topics and plot and things to discuss um yeah and i think the whole like atmosphere and just how she was able to build all of that like Mm -hmm. feeling and atmosphere in these 23 pages is really really great because like I was invested Mm -hmm. the way that you know you wouldn't think that you could be invested in after like that little pages really because it's really not that many shall we give a quick like yeah story overview of what it is at the core about which is a very simple yeah yeah um, yeah very simple plot um what what do you call it yeah like kind of yeah plot it's it's a very like simple start of the story Mm -hmm. so we have a a young family the wife husband and the young child and that move into um an old country house in the american countryside we don't really know exactly where Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a very old historic house um, and very clearly it becomes clear that the wife isn't feeling good. They mostly moved there to get away from the city and the mm-hmm. hustle and all of that because clearly after the birth of her child she's not uh, mentally super well. Um, her husband is a doctor of some sort. We never really yeah <laughs> like no a, a doctor a doctor like, yeah. he's just like the, the head of the family let's and say he, he does like to mention it yeah so a lot yeah because that is his yes. only identity and also her brother like the protagonist's brother is a physician as well exactly so she's very much surrounded by these powerful men mm-hmm. let's say who like to talk about and demonstrate how powerful they actually are yes um 
and they move there and the husband has really prescribed his wife this like I don't know who he he calls it a nervous illness that she mm-hmm. has and he really just wants her to calm down and yeah, sort of it's like the classic hysterical yeah. wife mood and he's like you just need to calm mm-hmm. down and feel better again so you can look after our child um and that's sort of the beginning of, of the story and the story is told in first person narrative mm-hmm. from the the woman's point of view um and then it's a slow deterioration of her mental state i mm-hmm. would say but also a bit of a ghost story i guess yeah um it is a bit like i i love this story because it's really that typical a uh, question between are people going i'm gonna say crazy mm-hmm. in, in quotation marks or is stuff really happening yeah in their environment, in that old house. And in that way, it's very much the typical, like, oh, family arrives at an old house. Weird stuff happens, stuff mm-hmm. is being seen. Wait, is it just a person, like, seeing stuff? Or is it actually happening? Yes. That kind of plot device type thing. But done in a very clever way. Yeah. And in a very subtle way as well. Oh, yeah, like, because you... Because of the way it was, it was written, like, you did hear it from kind of, like, her first person perspective but also in like her writing like not Mm -hmm. just like telling but also her like writing and keeping kind of like a diary that uh, she wasn't supposed to keep from because women women shouldn't write write and like if you write stuff down then that's just like an invitation for going crazy according to her oh so brilliant doctor man and um so yeah it was like this weird mix of like seeing kind of like her and how she, um, how she experiences everything, and then also her like writing it down, and how she mm-hmm. would kind of tell how everything is going down, and um, and I thought that was really interesting because you couldn't really like as you were reading, it just felt like it was like so creepily progressing yes. and like slowly, and then suddenly it just like went blows up in your face, yeah, completely, yeah. yeah. And even though like you could already tell that like she obviously again either wasn't well like I mean you knew that she wasn't well because she Mm -hmm. isn't well and she also keeps saying that and that's just what it is um and then but also like her always kind of like saying how her husband just says oh you know I know that like you are well just don't think about it you know like do this be in this kind of like health retreat Mm -hmm. and try to calm your hysteria down and kind of like her believing it but also not i think like it was it was like a weird mix of kind of she was trying to believe her husband but she knew that like something was wrong and that it was kind of like her husband like didn't understand understand Mm -hmm. her and yeah so that's when it like just kind of like always Mm -hmm. went worse and worse and worse and worse until then Mm -hmm. kind of like the climax at the end yes and I think the diary format really helps with that because we yes. have a direct, um, yeah, her direct voice basically mm-hmm. talking about her inner like yeah, inner thoughts yeah. and what is happening and how she would always like also hide the diary mm-hmm. as soon as somebody came into her room because she wasn't supposed to write and she wasn't supposed to do this and uh, kind of like all of these restrictions that you would see kind of like by her behavior without her actively telling you Mm -hmm. what she wasn't allowed to do but by her actions you could just see how she was in a very like kind of a prisoner in the end oh she absolutely like the the whole 
like health retreat thing yeah the, the doctor prescribed her like her husband yeah because basically the idea is that she should just like stay calm and be incomplete like just like calm around mm-hmm. her be on her own like really calm down but basically what this the, the effect of this is that she is clearly like spiraling with her yeah. own thoughts and i think the whole like story is really a spiraling of her yes. thoughts and yes. her mental state as well yes. um because there are ghost elements in it mm-hmm. but definitely from like I would say a modern point of view, mm-hmm. you read it as a woman being very constrained in her marriage, for one. Yes. Um, by her role, the role that society gives her mm-hmm. and what is expected of her and also the limitations. So really that idea that she can't conform to those expectations and rules and is sort of shut away. Yeah. And then everything like sort of slowly breaking loose and her slowly mm-hmm. falling apart. But I did actually read this story um, before a couple of times because mm-hmm. I read it at uni and we read it in a gothic um, short stories nice. seminar. So it definitely has that sort of, and we read loads of other ghost stories. So mm-hmm. that was always like, yeah, clearly there's like ghost elements in there. But in the end, we also read it or I also read it as more like those elements being fragments of like evidence that her mind is mm-hmm. slowly like unraveling yeah basically definitely yeah that like the ghosts so to speak are like mm-hmm. her is her own inner torment yes that is not being treated right and that mm-hmm. is not being taken seriously by everyone around her and then she obviously can't take it like she also doesn't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. she's told from like her husband that obviously yeah. again if for the whole society at that time was like the opinion because they're men of science and like all of that crap even though they clearly have no understanding no zero zero it's like gaslighting Mm -hmm. but without the husband like i think purposely gaslighting like because he's also because he yeah because he also like he actually believes that she's just hysterical and that like oh yeah a bit of fresh air will do her well and then he just, like, when she kind of tells him, like, yeah, I'm not well. And he's like, yeah, but you are. Just calm down. Yeah. Is just, like, ugh, so frustrating. Like, yeah. every time that a line from the doctor husband was <laughs> mentioned, I was like, I will find John, you. <laughs> go away. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to see. And then that kind of, like, makes you understand her spiraling because Mm -hmm. I feel like if I was in like the same position I would just like do the same thing because she's completely left alone yeah to like her in the end also imagination Mm -hmm. because nobody is taking her seriously and treating her right so it just like goes downhill yeah also interesting because I think throughout the story we don't know her name she never mentioned herself or like by name ever so she's a nameless narrator basically Mm -hmm. whereas all the other characters in the book for example her husband and also i don't know her brother yeah i think and there's her husband's sister like janine yeah jane something like that yeah Yeah. (laughs) they they all have names yeah (laughs) like some names that we at this point don't recall (laughs) but they do have names and they are mentioned in the story whereas she's really like nameless and I don't know, which I think is also quite mm-hmm. telling of like her position in the whole thing. Of yeah. Her being also always feeling watched by them or judged mm-hmm. by them. Yeah. And I think throughout the story, she slowly loses trust 
yes in them as well of like do they really do they have goodwill to, like towards mm-hmm. me or like is that really or that do they control me yeah like that paranoia spiral as well because also the whole thing about her being kind of like anonymous because basically what she is kind of like locked into a room in that mm-hmm. estate um and the whole estate is kind of like run down which like i also thought was a bit weird because it like was supposed to be renovated but then the husband was always like well we're not gonna change these things because we're going back to the city in two weeks so yeah. not putting time and effort into uh, this and stuff and um so she's in that room with like a yellow wallpaper which is the where name. the title <laughs> comes <laughs> in and, like you uh, can expect <laughs> the yellow wallpaper to be quite important in yes. the story um and she basically starts seeing like or starts thinking that there is a woman trapped behind the wallpaper mm-hmm. and like trapped within the shapes and like the mm-hmm. the different um, pattern of the wallpaper yeah. and she keeps observing it and seeing if like the pattern has moved and if the woman has moved and she kind of wants to free her and then the fact that like she as a narrator is anonymous because we don't know what she's called she's mm-hmm. just like the female narrator mm-hmm. and also that she kind of keeps referring to the figure behind the wallpaper as the woman you like start not knowing like, is Which she is the woman? Mm-hmm. Who is she now talking about? Is she talking about herself? About the supposed woman in the wallpaper? Is she both? And, like, that mm-hmm. kind of, like, trippy element of this yeah. interchangeability of the two mm-hmm. women in the scene is very creepy. Very, very, very creepy. Very creepy. And the yellow wallpaper is really also where the whole ghost elements come in. Mm-hmm. And I think the author has done it so well how also that the things that she sees slowly intensify. Yes. Because in the beginning, she arrives in that room, which is sort of her prison, basically. Oh, yeah. Because she's just... And even the, the bed is, like, bolted to the floor. Because, like, the bed doesn't move because it's no. fixed and there are bars on the window because I think she, at some point, was, like, th- talking about um, jumping out and then she's like, oh, but I couldn't because... Yes, because there I think uh, it, she said, oh, it used to be, like, a children's, you know, like, yeah, bedroom. Yeah. So, like, the... the everything's like bolted and which shut. is also like what the fuck man <laughs> victorian time is not yeah. a good time to be anyone Any, really anyone, yeah. anyone um but so like she arrives there and from the very beginning she is quite optimistic and says oh yeah i just feel very exhausted and drained and but john says my husband says yeah. that um you know things will start looking up now that we're in the countryside and i will get better and i will get better that's like the husband's mantra because he's like if i think about it enough like it is gonna yeah, happen literally that, so maybe yeah. actually looking at the mental state of my wife but anyway we clearly hate john <laughs> john <laughs> guess <big>. what <laughs> um but in the beginning she just like notices and comments on how ugly the wallpaper mm-hmm. is she's like this is really like old wallpaper and i hate it and it's an ugly yellow i really don't like it wish it wasn't here and i wasn't in this room and then like perkis gilman slowly like picks up elements and like makes that wallpaper like come to life in a way so suddenly she says oh in the night i felt like the pattern started to move Mm -hmm. slightly you know from the light i could see it moving but probably that was just a trick of the light because in the beginning she tries to like rationalize Mm -hmm. it right she's like oh yeah it was a trick of the light but then suddenly she's like oh yeah that one pattern looks like an eye it looks like the wallpaper is looking at me and watching my every step Mm -hmm. which is like the clear like paranoia and being watched 
And then I when, think once she like catches Jane also like looking at the wallpaper or so she like imagines that like and then she kind of describes it as oh I saw like the Jane was looking at the wallpaper. So she must have for, seen yeah, someone and, too. But she doesn't want to like admit it that she has seen something but that was kind of like her confirmation in a way that mm-hmm. the wallpaper was like alive or there was someone yeah. or something behind behind it. Which is just like a terrifying idea yes of the, this whole thing of like being watched of something mm-hmm. changing in front of your eyes something that isn't supposed to change and like in, the, in an environment where you can't escape because you're yes. literally like ordered to stay in that yeah. room and get better and yeah. you're like all i can think about is this freaking wallpaper yeah. and also she she like literally told her husband she was like i like i don't like this room i don't like the mm-hmm. wallpaper like i don't feel well here and he was like yeah but it has nice window nice light and it was like, well, even like if you if you don't believe your wife's mental state, but you want her to get better, even physically, like put her in a room that she at least enjoys, yeah. like regardless of everything else. But he's just like, nice day here, and that was. So <laughs> well, I like the yellow. <laughs> it was so annoying. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really well done. How slowly throughout like it feels like in every snippet of her diary entry that wallpaper becomes more central to the story mm-hmm. it really slowly is becomes all consuming to yeah. her and it's all she can think about in the beginning she, you know she talks about her husband and about her mental state but more in a rational way of like hey i'm aware that i'm exhausted but i don't really know what to do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and then slowly yeah, you can tell by the spiraling because she stops reflecting about herself and what she thinks and just becomes all consumed. And then, yeah, the, the wallpaper starts to move. Suddenly she says it starts to like smell and yeah. that it has that like yellow rotten odor mm-hmm. that's also like suddenly like seeps in every area of that house. Um, and that wallpaper, yeah, comes to life. Mm-hmm. And then she does start seeing like a woman behind the mm-hmm. wallpaper like trying to get out and like which touching is... the bars and the pattern of the yeah. of the wallpaper which is like clearly like oh she's trapped behind it yes which is why you said there's a clear connection between her own situation and the woman mm-hmm. she is supposedly yeah. seeing in that wallpaper that tries to come out it's so creepy like the idea of like mm-hmm. seeing a figure behind like some like wallpaper something so yeah. trapped just gives me the creeps, the creeps. and yeah. which is even for me it's clear that there is no woman yeah. there actually yeah. and she's seeing it but that is almost creepier, uh, creepier yeah. even like the fact that she would be imagining mm-hmm. and also because then i think the the peak of like that creepiness is when she says oh the woman is creeping about behind the wallpaper the idea that someone's just like slowly like Mm -hmm. crawling and like moving behind it and she is being watched by that woman who we can interpret is probably like herself yeah so yeah it's just like it's just awful to think that like she sees and is experiencing all that is not getting any help and mm-hmm. like it's just slowly going obviously more and more like in quotation marks like crazy mm-hmm. and like insane about it because like nobody's believing her nobody's helping her but for her it's still very real mm-hmm. and that's just such like an, a creepy idea that like she's just being been being left alone mm-hmm. with her own mind because her husband doesn't believe her and 
like well basically it's just the husband because everybody else is like yeah. not important anyway in that mm-hmm. scenario and then she's just yeah being left alone with the with thinking that there is someone mm-hmm. creeping about behind in the only room. room that she's allowed to be in like ugh. yeah and i think it's also very telling that she in the beginning still talks to john quite a bit and about her mental state and mm-hmm. if she's uncomfortable or she thinks she must have seen someone or you know all of that stuff and obviously he never takes it seriously yeah and at one point you can tell when like her mind switches and she's like well okay john doesn't believe me anyway he make he would probably make fun of me yeah if i told him this so i will just not tell him and there's like a clear like split in the story where she, you can tell she's just like well sort of even if i am going crazy like i'll keep it to myself yeah. and i'll hide it from other people yes and that is clearly like the dangerous mm-hmm. area that or like direction that it goes into because she just then starts hiding it as well yeah. and um clearly then from the outside i mean if you're a, a good husband slash doctor you would probably yeah be able to tell if your wife is really going down in a severely dangerous mental yes. spiral but then again you know yeah and then basically she kind of makes it her mission to free slash catch the woman behind mm-hmm. the wallpaper which i was never sure like from which kind of with um with like which motivation she she wanted to free her like was it to like free the woman behind the wallpaper or to like catch her in a way like i didn't really know how to interpret it like did mm-hmm. she just want her to be able to leave the wallpaper did she want to like grab the woman and kind of like you know i read it definitely more as a freeing the woman because at no point in the story i read that she was actually scared of the woman definitely mm-hmm. scared of the of, of her seeing mm-hmm. that and but it was more like from the way she talked about it it was more like curiosity mm-hmm. and oh i i stay awake at night because i want to see her is mm-hmm. she there again you know it's more that like curiosity and investigation of mm-hmm. like i need to fill my day with with that. with something mm-hmm. with like a i don't know something to do yeah and so i will like make it my day's mission to see her and find her and i want to free her so she's not trapped mm-hmm. which to me again is very it makes it makes sense, sense because she is essentially trying to like rebel yeah. against her own yeah. situation is yeah. how i read it um so she basically then like tries to rip off the wallpaper which is like mm-hmm. the obvious thing to do and she first tries to like move her bed to reach like the top corner mm-hmm. of the room but then the bed is bolted to the floor which again why god everything's just very like stiff yeah. and in place and rigid yeah which is basically her whole life yeah and she also she like locks herself into the that room mm-hmm. and like throws the key out the window mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to be like interrupted as she is freeing the woman the woman behind the thing yeah and uh, then obviously like her husband hears like the tumultuous mm-hmm. weird like wallpaper ripping. scratching ripping which also like the when i was reading it i just kept thinking of like how painful it must be for her to like rip wallpaper off with your nails and like yeah oh just like scratch it off and rip it off and oh it's just Mm -hmm. awful and then 
he asks her to open the door and then she was like oh yeah no i can't like the keys next to like the the, the one tree at the mm. bottom of the stairs and then he like it was such a weird thing because she was obviously like in a complete like breakdown mm-hmm. doing stuff but then still was like answering in such a coherent way to her husband yeah. which was super again like you could just see how unhealthy that relationship was because mm-hmm. even in a moment of like complete mental breakdown and yeah. like spiraling to like the very bottom of the spiral she would still like mm-hmm. try and be put together for the husband yeah which was like the it, just like the way she was speaking to him and her actions weren't they weren't coherent yeah. in any way yeah it was a bit complete like disconnect mm-hmm. between like her being like i imagined her being like completely disheveled in yeah. that room like locked the door like ripping paper yes. off frantically and then him being like open the door and she's like oh no the the, the key's downstairs just yeah. go get it there and then yeah and that's like basically like the the end mm-hmm. and the last line i would say is like the climax of the mm-hmm. whole story where john then finally opens the door and sees the whole mental breakdown yeah. of yeah what's happened to his wife and she she was always talking about that figure behind the wallpaper like cr- creeping <laughs> about which i read as like like cool, a crawling yeah crawling like thing and she is clearly mimicking mm-hmm. that movement as well which is very ghost horror story yeah, to me yeah. so like that is, i i don't think i've ever had that in a book where i read something and it really gave me like it, goosebumps it, yeah. where i was like like loki giving me goosebumps <laughs> yeah. now talking about it because yeah. it, it was just like the the whole thought of like also him like opening the door to like a scenario that he clearly wasn't expecting yes and that must be like even even if he was an actual like husband that cared more about his wife Mm -hmm. like it would still be an extremely upsetting image because of like very kind of like unnatural behavior in a way Mm -hmm. and where you can clearly see that something is wrong and that just like yeah just gave me the creeps yeah yeah and i think then also that her definitely being completely away from reality in a way like i think that last paragraph is like really the most powerful one Mm -hmm. in the whole story because John faints. Yeah, yeah. Her husband faints when he sees her crawling around on the floor. Yeah, which is also like a way to go dock. Like <laughs> that's how you react. Yes. But like, which again, I thought is super interesting that he mm-hmm. holds this very like patriarchal, strong head of the house of the family mm-hmm. position and dictates everyone's life. And then in her like weakness, in a way, she like I don't know she makes him so terrified Mm -hmm. that she like takes the upper hand it's very weird like power balance but like he is in the end so weak that he just yeah like faints on the spot and her reaction to that is oh but like why would he faint um how weird now i just had to crawl over him (laughs) that like literally (laughs) that last phrase that last sentence made me like shudder just the, the the thought of like it was yeah it was just written in such a like a creepy way yeah. and, and where you can then see the peak of her like complete breakdown because mm-hmm. she doesn't understand in the beginning she was very rational about like her problems i'm going to say or her mental state and then then you can tell at the end she's just like don't doesn't understand mm-hmm. reactions to like a really weird scenario anymore and yeah. like a scary scenario like imagine if you come into this room 
and you catch me crawling around in like a white nightgown like unwashed hair and ripping you'd be like oh probably my friend's not doing too well let's i don't know get her some help yes um and her then really not being able to like interpret the situation in a like healthy yes. rational way yes. anymore and just being like oh i don't understand that my actions would be weird yeah and that it was just like oh now i just can like have to crawl over and him. creep over him yeah and not like which i thought is interesting because then the last sentence is sort of she has escaped in a way yes it was like this bizarre like sense of freedom that mm-hmm. she has just reached but also in like the wrong way, yes. like or the or the unhealthy way, mm-hmm. because she was kind of like in the end just completely taken by her yeah. mental illness. mental illness, yeah. and that it almost felt like she was free because she could finally live it and didn't have to like compose herself anymore mm-hmm. and was just like completely out there and not hiding it, like she yeah. obviously had then started hiding it from her husband, but which obviously isn't the goal because you know she should have gotten help Mm. or like he should have gotten her help not like she should have yeah but that was just very very scary yeah and also the fact that i think she does say in that last paragraph she like yells and she says i escaped anyway despite of you which and again to me connected that thing of like oh i escaped so she suddenly like by ripping off that wallpaper Mm -hmm. she like became that woman behind the wallpaper and did escape which to me makes sense that she has been like projecting her own situation mm-hmm. onto like that wallpaper yes. and it has taken on a complete like separate yeah own yeah. life life of itself um yeah and that she has escaped in a weird way because mm-hmm. she has been able to drop all of those expectations mm-hmm. and all of the stuff that she should be doing and how should she should behave yes but obviously in a completely terrible awful mm-hmm. breakdown way that has will tra- has trapped her in a completely different way because then she is trapped in her mind yeah basically yeah yeah which i think i don't know i i i mean enjoyed the story is the wrong thing but i think i just think that like the way the author like intensifies the whole her mental state Mm -hmm. and drops those little hints of how it slowly progresses and becomes worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse and then blows up in your face in that way it's just done in such like an extraordinary way yes definitely it also felt like very real like that that Mm -hmm. could have been um like that could actually kind of go down like that like this kind of um very these very subtle changes in your mental state until you like don't realize anymore yeah where you are now and you know if you're still like if you're still rationalizing things or if Mm -hmm. you're already kind of like further gone and yeah yeah. it was very i mean considering also again that it was like a short story Mm -hmm. i find extremely fascinating because she captured like a whole kind of like breakdown in such Mm -hmm. few pages yeah that it was yeah very fascinating how she was able to do that with Mm-hmm. like i mean it also read a lot more like a more recent work like if yeah. it wasn't for the whole kind of like context of uh, where they were and with like the different um cues about society back mm-hmm. then i would have guessed that it would have been like a much 
Yeah, it could have been a story work. written in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, yeah, where again a woman is being sent to like a mental retreat. Yeah, thing. to like kind of treat her hysteria. And yeah. Just. Yeah, and I mean, definitely like a comment I would say oh, as yeah. a reader yeah. of like how women were treated mm-hmm. in said time. Yeah. And just, I think that the thing that made me most like angry as a reader is like the whole not being taken seriously yes. even though she will know herself best and like her still having to rely on her husband's opinion and voice mm-hmm. even though she and it'd be like I think she did that so cleverly the author of like her saying oh but John will know best so that is why I'm now trying to do this and to please him and it becomes so clear from the tone that like but she knows yeah, that it's yeah. not going to help and she knows what is actually yes. happening to her until it comes to a point where she completely loses herself mm-hmm. and then it's too late, basically. Yeah. Also, because he literally, like, I think the sentence, like, yeah, but I'm a doctor mm-hmm. and I know. He said that so often that it was just, like, this... Yeah, the, just the horrible thing of, like, not believing, like, yeah, you could, mm-hmm. you can be a doctor and, like, the person will still know themselves better and... Yeah. If you and also if you're a doctor in the late like I mean, Victorian period, yeah, you, you, knew you did like nothing. lobotomies. And that's pretty much it. Like you did like <laughs> weird stuff that yeah. was definitely not medically sound. Yeah. but you know that's a different but, topic. Like, oh, you altogether. have a cough, take some cocaine. <laughs> like, oh, you have anything? How about we make some cocaine and die? <laughs> like literally. So it, it was yeah, just this feeling and like this desperation of saying something and then somebody being like but yeah you're wrong because i know better and Mm -hmm. just wanting to like kill these people instantly yeah and like the whole idea of these kind of like health retreats like Mm -hmm. i i can see where they're coming from Mm -hmm. like it's something that wouldn't even be that far-fetched you know if you think about somebody that like isn't like well and you put them in like Mm -hmm. I don't know like a calming environment in like the countryside like I'm sure that's a very nice environment to be but then that's like where they stopped it was like Mm -hmm. as if that was enough but it's like no but then you need like everything else as well and not just you have fresh air and like (laughs) a yellow a yellow room what do you what more do you want Jesus Christ this was just so ridiculous Mm -hmm. to be like oh I took you out of the city into like a remote ugly AF house you're well now <laughs> like get well no yeah and it's funny that you say that it felt very real in a way because i remember reading that perkis gilman based it on a real episode that happened to herself oh where her husband did arrange for her i don't remember if he was also a doctor don't quote mm-hmm. me on that but i remember reading that she was also at one point sent or went to like one of those um, retreats like getting mm-hmm. better being shipped away like to, mm-hmm. to deal with mental illness or mental health etc and it obviously i mean this is not autobiographical of yeah. course but still like it being like her clearly also having as an author that experience of i don't know how probably as a woman in general you were not taking seriously and then mm-hmm. every aspect of your life um yeah not being taken seriously yeah. at all and and even if like your own voice not matter like mm-hmm. doesn't matter even yeah whether it comes to i don't know your mental health or or anything yeah i mean even like the reasoning of why the main character was there was like to then be able to look after the kids and like the house again and not to like 
get better, get better. full stop. It's like, oh, then you can like spend time with your child again. Yeah, not like the the whole yeah, yeah just the wrong priorities. Yeah, de- dealt with in the wrong way. And as you said, it was basically like a shipping off. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. there to like help. It was probably also mostly to like remove her from their societal circles, so nobody would like talk about the crazy woman yeah. and like that. That is crap. not feeling great. Yeah. So it was just like no, we just went on holiday for two weeks and then everything was fine and like <laughs> that crap. Yeah. Because yeah. you obviously couldn't could never admit that somebody like didn't feel well mentally because otherwise yeah. that meant that you were crazy and weird and oh, yeah. so annoying. Yeah, and how, like, those constraints have made everything a lot worse yeah, still. Yeah, And, I mean, I don't know, like, we're both definitely not, like, doctors or don't know about mental yeah. illness <laughs> and stuff. But, I don't know, I feel like now reading it, like, the obvious, like, explanation in a way is that, like, it is mentioned that she's just had a baby. So, like, for me, the thing of, like, maybe having postpartum um, depression yes. or, like, just being in the middle of a psychosis, stuff like that, like it seems like very obvious reading it from a more like modern standpoint mm-hmm. um whereas yeah then like the words the language lacked in the story yeah the knowledge everyone lacked knowledge they were like oh yeah if you drink like a tincture of some <laughs> herbs and you just stay in your room <laughs> you'll, yeah, be fine. you'll be fine and, and like eat like well or yeah. i don't know like eat more vegetables and mm-hmm. it yeah and I mean, like, it's up just very to, sobering. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, up to a certain extent, you you can only like blame them so far because in the end, it's mm. like that was the knowledge that was available at the time. But then again, it's yeah. still like a huge difference of how women like that were treated, or mm. like if a man felt like that. Yeah. Like if yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think this is a story that you can or that we can still read now because it doesn't. I don't know it's the thing that you said where like it could have it was written in the late mm-hmm. 19th century but it, it does read more recent in a yeah, way yeah um and it yeah it is because you it does have those ghostly elements and it is very creepy so mm-hmm. it has that horror yeah. aspect that you gives you like the creeps while also being like very critical mm-hmm. about yeah obviously yes being like socially critical and critical of women's role in society at that time and much later on still mm-hmm. i mean if you think about the 1950s and yeah the way and i mean women were like, treated in like electro yeah. shock all of that stuff where it goes way later than the late 19th century and so. like retreats like that still exist now and yeah yeah yay <laughs> ah that was nice but yeah if you do get a chance to read it it's a very short mm-hmm. story yes it is a short story but you know like it's it's brief to get through but like leaves you with a lot of thoughts and i know it's it's a very rich story yes i think only costs um, 50 cent uh, <laughs> so for the kindle for example also so if you just want to have but like don't a, want to sponsor amazon in any no, way no but um but you yeah can. if you have like if you just need a little kick yeah. to read and want something quick but super investing yes go for it it was great yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed it mm-hmm. too because i read it a couple of years ago and i think it yeah it has stayed one of my favorite yeah, short stories definitely because i think short stories can be a tricky one i'm not 
mo- the, the biggest fan of them mm-hmm. or they have to be really good yeah or the topic i need to like and enjoy the topic i usually like end like always have that feeling with short stories where i feel like it should have been elaborated more and like mm-hmm. I'm always like oh that, it's a shame that it was so short because like some parts were like missing or wasn't elaborated on enough or mm-hmm. kind of explored enough but with this I feel like from start to finish it was like it, I don't need more yeah like it was it had everything it needed to mm-hmm. have and it was great yeah absolutely yeah. would sign that and yeah so I think that is just has stayed one of my f- absolute favorites because it just really works in the length and shape that it is mm-hmm. in and um yeah because it's so dense in a way yeah yeah and yeah so can definitely definitely recommend that yes. and i really i've not read more by perkins gilman but really want to mm-hmm. i think she read uh, she wrote um her land which is her mm. novel which mm-hmm. is like a dystopian futuristic Ooh. um novel about a world where on, in which only women exist which has been on my reading Excuse list. Excuse me, why have <laughs> I heard of that? Which I've wanted to read. I mean, nice. it, and again, don't quote me on this, but I remember reading yeah. that this is her novel. And, um, Ooh, I will put yeah. that on my on my reading mm-hmm. list. Maybe we can circle back to it. Yes, we shall. But yeah, really glad that we broke the podcasting ice again. Yes, me too. We're back in the, to the swing of things. Also, like, gotta say, recording in person... So much better. So much better. So much better. Really enjoy it. Because it is like a conversation and you forget mm-hmm. that the mic is there. Whereas like via Zoom or Skype or whatever. It's Highly still... aware that there's a mic. <laughs> yeah. And, and headphones and like sweat and everything <laughs> you don't want there to be. <laughs> so yeah. now it was uh, very nice. Yeah. I can't wait to record the next episode. Yes. Which will come out in two weeks. Exactly. We hope you're back in the listening.